and start building solutions and being involved in becoming part of the solution um, and supporting people that are trying to do something good and doing whatever you can in your everyday life to, um, to see the change that we all want in the world. Uh, I think more people doing that will we'll live in a better, a better place. Thanks for tuning into our Roth podcast. We love having you here and it is our mission to bring you the latest and greatest sustainable tips, skills and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you've got it in you and we're going to show you how. Now, let's rough it. Well, good afternoon, everybody. And um, thank you very much, Mike, for, for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's a real, yeah, real pleasure having you on board and... I think our audience will get a lot out of, uh, you know, your inspiring story. So just a little bit, um, just to introduce you to our audience. So uh, Mike um, Smith is the founder of Zero Co, a range of personal care and home cleaning products that get delivered directly to your home, minus all the single-use plastic, which is great. It works via a closed-loop system, just like the milkman, reimagined. You order, they deliver, you return, and they refill. Uh, they asked Australians to, get, um, to help get the idea off the ground late last year, and it turned out to be the most funded Aussie Kickstarter of 2009. Congratulations for that. 2019, apologies. And their goal is to stop 1 million single-use plastic bottles from ending up in landfill over the next 12 months. Fantastic. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike, tell us a bit more maybe about you know, your organization and uh, yeah, how, how it all started. Yeah, so um, look, it was a really great intro. Um, we are, we're a startup. Uh, we're based in Byron Bay. We're yeah. on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic packaging from every Aussie kitchen, laundry, and bathroom. Uh, we, we've developed uh, an innovative closed-loop supply chain uh, that replaces single-use plastic from everyday personal care and home cleaning products, so things like uh, laundry liquid and body wash and hand wash and dishwashing liquid. We stripped out all the single-use plastic um, and replaced that with forever-use bottles yeah. um, and, and pouches that get sent back and forth between the customer and us. Um, so, yeah, so we, we kind of did a soft launch almost 12, 12 months ago now. Uh, we, we came up with this crazy, wacky idea and, and we realized that, you know, if we were going to have an impact on, on the plastic problem, that we really needed to, um, to build a grassroots movement. We knew that to solve this problem, it would, it would come from a whole bunch of, of Australians banding together and uniting um, and yeah. rallying around this mission of, of getting rid of single-use plastic. So, yeah, we, we put the idea live um, on Kickstarter. I'd never run a Kickstarter <laughs> campaign before, a complete novice. Um, we, we were quietly confident. We, we kind of felt like we, we'd come up with a good idea and it was, you know, the right idea at the right moment in time. Yeah. Uh, but we, we, we had no idea that we would, you know, do $750,000 worth <laughs> of pre-orders in six weeks. It was, it was overwhelming and exciting and humbling and daunting. And it was a kind of cacophony of emotions all at once. Yeah. Amazing. And then fast forward 12 months and, and we are um, literally about to start making our first deliveries. Uh, in a matter of weeks, which is super exciting. Congratulations. That sounds like a fantastic journey that you've, that you've been through. Um, I, guess, I guess the idea didn't just 
I don't know. Maybe it, it came up uh, over a couple of beers with a mate, but uh, I'm not sure how you <laughs> how you came up with the idea in the first place. So, um, could you share a little bit? Of, I mean, with our audience. About yeah, that? yeah, sure. It, it actually couldn't have been further from a couple of beers um, <laughs> with a mate. That's <laughs> right. Came into existence. Um, it, it actually started forming uh, in 2018. Uh, my wife and I took the better part of 18 months off. Uh, and we packed up all of our belongings and we, we went on this epic trekking, hiking, camping <laughs> holiday into the deep, dark wildernesses of the planet. We tried to get as far off the tourist trail uh, as we could. We went to some of the most remote and far flung corners of the planet. And we were just blown away by the amount of plastic that we saw right. in parts of the world where there should not be plastic, you know, um, remote, remote, alpine lakes in the middle of nowhere with plastic at the bottom of them um deserted beaches in the arctic circle covered with plastic uh right and it was it was quite it was quite heartbreaking to be honest to go and see the you know the most remote parts of the planet and see that plastic is having an impact even in those places uh so i i kind of i had all this time in my hand we were, we were wandering around the wilderness doing you know treks that would last for three weeks at a time um, so I had a lot of time to think about stuff and it was, it was during that time that I was just starting to like, um, you know, come up with ideas and start to formulate a plan of how we could build a, a people powered movement uh, to yeah. solve the plastic problem that would use, I guess, a market based mechanism uh, to, to do two things really, which was to, to stop the production of new single use plastic, yeah. um, but also to try and clean up some of this plastic that's found its way into you know, our, our natural environment into rivers, into oceans, into pristine environments. So, so that's really what we're trying to do at Zero Co is, is solve both of those plastic problems at the same time. Yeah. I guess you kind of uh, already answered my next question, but I mean, where, where do you see, you know, uh, zero waste or, or zero plastic ending? You know, what, what is the ultimate solution? So to speak, maybe your organization offers that solution for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, What's your long-term vision? Sorry. Yeah, no. Um, look, I think, I think one of the things that a lot of people are getting caught up on at the moment, yeah. uh, and I can totally understand why people are, are doing this, but a lot of people are, um, are kind of getting caught up on the potential downsides of solutions um, rather than looking at the big picture. There's a lot of uh, nitpicking out there that um, we haven't found the perfect solution yet, so we shouldn't do anything. Uh, and my view is, you know, we're a long way from finding a perfect solution to this plastic problem. And what we need is a whole bunch of imperfect action taking place right now in everyone's homes. Um, so look, the zero co model, um, it's not perfect. We're, we're the first to admit um, there are, there are flaws to, to this model. Um, it's a totally new model. It's never been done before in the world. We're going to make mistakes. <laughs> um, sure. There will be issues, but, but we need to start somewhere and we just need people to, to take small steps and small actions in the right direction every day. So I think if, if we get to that point to start with um, as a community, as a country, as a, as a globe, if we can all just start taking small actions, those small actions will add up to, to big change on a, on a global scale. Yeah. Yeah, we, um, I think there's a famous quote that uh, summarizes also that uh, saying that it's, most, it's more important to have like you know, a million people doing sustainability imperfectly than one person trying to do it perfectly, yes. right? Yeah, it's so true. 
So I think people can feel sometimes really uh, overwhelmed with all the different solutions that are out there. And then they feel like, oh, well, where should I start? What can I do? Mm. I feel so little, but in actual fact, I think you can start just with one simple thing that really matters to you. And it could be, you know, uh, replacing your plastic bottle, it could be replacing your dishwashing uh, product with something reusable. And then you start building sure. on that, you know. So um, I, I noticed that uh, you guys offer all different solutions for home and personal care. So um, I think, again, some people might be more drawn towards personal care. Some be, people might be drawn towards more home cleaning. But ultimately, I think once you start one solution, then you kind of, it snowballs and you keep wanting to do more and more. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> our, our kind of approach is that we want to make it as easy as possible. Yeah for people to eliminate as much single-use plastic as possible from their house. Um, so we have 10 products in our range already. Um, we're already knee-deep in product development and we'll be releasing four or five new products in the coming months. Um, right. And as we get bigger and bigger, we, we, we intend to expand our product range so that um, it becomes very easy for people to go to one website and get all of their personal care and, and household cleaning essentials from the one place delivered direct to their door minus all of the single-use plastic. That's, that's kind of our vision. Fantastic. Um, I guess, do you, feel, uh, do you feel that, you know, with what's, what's been happening over the last uh, 12 months, I guess, globally, uh, people are more, I guess, aware of, you know, uh, solutions. They're looking for more solutions. How do you feel that, you know, with everything that's been going on, I guess the, yeah. the waste movement is developing because I, you know, you kind of were born right in the middle of everything that's going on. But I think, I don't know, maybe you have a different opinion, but I think people, at least from our perspective, seem to be more aware, seem to be looking for these kind of solutions like you offer. So I think that might have been a contributor, you know, to obviously your great success as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, um, look, from a personal level, um, it's been a really challenging couple of months for us. Yeah, um, I'd imagine. Launching, launching a business in the middle of a global <laughs> pandemic is, is not easy. Uh, there's been a lot of sleepless nights. There were a lot of hairy moments where we thought the whole project was almost about to fall over. Um, so it, it's, been, it's been a challenging couple of months, but it's been uh, rewarding now that we're kind of through the thick of that, that difficult moment. Um, and I think you're right. I think the fact that People are, I think COVID has, has done a lot of positive things um, for the zero waste movement. I think uh, in particular, you know, people, that crazy buying panic that happened right at the start of COVID where people went out and bought every bottle of hand wash they could get their hands on um, or hand sanitizer. And then it kind of extended to toilet paper and to all the other personal care and home cleaning products. Um, I think a lot of people just went, holy crap, look at all this plastic that's in my cupboard all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and I think also people working from home mm. um, and using more of these products every day, it's, it's made more of an awareness about the, the volume of plastic that is going through people's homes every day. Uh, and, and I also think people, you know, have been buying online, you know, that the whole movement towards shopping for groceries online has just skyrocketed. Um, and so all of those kind of macro trends have led, uh, I think, to a greater awareness um, and a greater openness to a solution like Zero Code because yeah. people are comfortable ordering online now. People want um, these products. They need these products in their home. They use them every day. Um, and if we can get it to them, 
delivered direct to their door minus all the single use plastic for the same price that they can get it at, at the supermarkets um, and the same quality. Uh, I think it's a bit of a no brainer really. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, uh, I totally agree. Um, how do you, I mean, obviously you guys are supplying, uh, you know, um, personal care, home cleaning products. Uh, I'm just thinking with people you know, live, working from home, being more at home, like you said, more mindful of maybe the plastic waste that they're producing. What other solutions? I mean, especially with like grocery shopping, food shopping, et cetera, which also produces a lot of plastic waste, right? I mean, all the mm. wrapping, et cetera. How could that be um, translated to a model similar to yours? I mean, there is, I'm thinking there's loop now by, you know, TerraCycle. So they're yes. kind of one solution that provides, that works with brands and provides reusable packaging, but okay, that's, that's yes. slightly different, but from a, I guess from a, uh, a, a manufacturer's perspective do you see uh, do you see more solutions like like yours happening maybe in, in food or in, in other types of products mm, yeah, interesting question um full disclosure I, I am not an expert in any of this stuff um i'm just a guy fumbling my way through this solution um, and trying to work out the best most efficient most customer friendly way to solve this problem yeah um, I think, I think uh, food is a really challenging category to play in from a kind of circular economy model. Uh, we looked at it right at the start when we were first building out Zero Co. Before, okay. in the very early stages of this idea, we were going to do food. That was where it started. Right. Uh, and we went down the path of exploring what a food closed loop system would look like. Uh, and, and it didn't take us long to realize it would be a lot easier to do this uh, in cleaning products and personal <laughs> care products. Yeah. There's just so much regulation around food, right? There's, um, uh, you know, to, to take, uh, a, a piece of packaging that's got, um, food in it and send it to someone's house and they eat that food and then send that package back to then get cleaned and sterilized and refood refilled with more food. Um, it, it's just, there's so much more risk in doing mm. that. Uh, and so much more difficult to do that than say to do the exact same thing with hand wash or toilet cleaner or laundry liquid or something. Um, you know, those, the products we're working with are not perishable. So, um, you know, the product can sit at your house for two years and, and not go off. You can't do that with a banana. Um, sure. So yeah, so it's, it's tricky. Um, I think the, the stuff that the, that the loop team are doing, you know, in the U S and, and in Europe, uh, is great. And, you know, they've, they've kind of picked off the more processed food end of the market, um, which is interesting to see. Um, yeah, I think it's also challenging their model around they're sending uh, food in rigid containers. So you get, for example, an aluminium box yeah. uh, with biscuits in it, for example, and then you send the aluminium box back to them to get cleaned and refilled. Um, it's very expensive to do that from a shipping perspective because you're shipping a full, a full box and an empty box back and forth. Yeah. It's probably not very good from a carbon emissions perspective, yeah. which again is really challenging because we're selling liquids. We sell them in a pouch, which yeah. is when we send it one way, but then it comes back flat pack. So it's got yeah. a much smaller carbon footprint. Um, so yeah, food, food is challenging. Uh, but I think the, the logical answer is maybe if we all just try and consume a little bit less processed food, <laughs> Uh, which is probably good for us from a like health perspective. Sure. Um, 
I'm a sucker for, you know, a bag of chips or whatever. So I'm, I'm certainly not here preaching to anyone about how great I am. But I think, I think with food, there are, there are logical solutions. You know, don't, don't buy um, fruit that's plastic wrapped, for example, which yeah. is pretty crazy that we're still doing that, right? Apples wrapped in plastic or bananas wrapped in plastic yeah. or whatever. Yeah, also yeah. Because, I mean, they, have, they have their own natural uh, packaging, right? I mean, yeah. the, the nature gave them, so there's really not totally. many of that. No, but totally. that, that's a really interesting perspective, uh, you know, around food. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more complex, regulated, and there's, you know, higher health and concerns mm. around. So, um, yeah, I can, I, can see, I can see why that might be definitely more challenging. Um, so I was having a look as well also at, uh, you know, what, what you guys do in Jakarta. So I see you, um, you work with organizations, is it, in, in Jakarta? Yes. Clean up the ocean and obviously all your products, from what I could see, are also made of ocean plastics, which is fantastic. So it's all upcycled. Um, I don't know. How did you, I guess, choose, uh, you know, to work with a particular organization? Why Jakarta? Is there maybe a story around that? Uh, how does that link to uh, Zero Co? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess at a strategic level, um, our goal is to solve both ends of the plastic problem, right? So yeah. one end of the plastic problem is we're going to, if we're going to solve plastic, the first thing we need to do is stop making more plastic. Cause if we just keep pumping more and more plastic into the planet, no matter how good a job we do of cleaning it up, if there's just more coming down the <laughs> funnel, we're just going to fight a losing battle. So, so job one is stop more plastic being made, which we're doing through our closed loop refill model where you send the pouch back to us, we clean it, we refill it, we send it out again. Yeah. Um, and then the second part of the plastic problem is trying to find a way to fund cleanup initiatives, right? There's all this plastic that's found its way into our oceans and our rivers. Um, and, and we've got to go and get that out of the, out of the ocean, right? It's, it's not good. It shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, and the only way that we're going to do that is if somebody goes and funds it, unfortunately it costs money. Um, so we came up with an idea to, to build a mechanism that created a, a revenue stream to fund that cleanup. So um, the bottles that we send out, which, which stay at the customer's house forever, they are made from plastic waste pulled out of the ocean. So every time a customer comes, a new customer comes into the Zero Co ecosystem and they buy a, a set of um, forever bottles, they are directly funding that large scale ocean cleanup work. And they are literally pulling plastic out of the ocean, which is, which is such an awesome thing for the everyday punter to be able to do just by buying a bottle of laundry liquid, right? Um, so that's why we're doing that. Yeah. Uh, and then in terms of, of, of how we went about building our supply chain, we, we did a whole lot of research with a whole bunch of different companies. Um, we, we talked to a whole bunch of different people. Uh, and then when we were making up our mind about who to work with, we got on a plane and we flew to Indonesia <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the days when you could still travel internationally. Um, we offset all the carbon from that trip. Um, with some credits and, and we went and we got on the ground and we met the, the local fishermen who are collecting this plastic. We went and looked at the facility where it's recycled. Uh, we met the, the people that are managing the entire project so that we could, we could understand for ourselves who's involved and what it looks like and make sure it's legit. Um, we filmed that entire, that entire trip and made a little video that sits on our website. Yeah. Um, so again, we can share with our customers exactly what it looks like, you know, um, and, and show people the impact that they're having on these, on these communities. And the reason we chose 
uh, Jakarta was um, the, the organization that we, that we selected to work with are based out of Jakarta. Yeah. Uh, and they work there because the scale of the problem in that part of Asia is, is actually quite breathtaking. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that video that we made, but we, we got a yeah. drone and there's some shots that are just frightening the volume of plastic that is just washing up on those beaches. Um, so uh, from, a, from a pure economics perspective, um, labor is relatively cheap in that part of the world and there's a lot of plastic to get cleaned up. So it just makes a lot of sense to go to a place where you can do the work the cheapest and have the largest possible impact on the problem. So that's, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. So far, we've pulled 6,000 kilos of plastic out of the ocean, which is the equivalent of about 500,000 plastic water <laughs> bottles worth of plastic that's no longer in the ocean, thanks to all the people who have supported Xerico so far. Fantastic. Um, I, guess, uh, I guess we've answered, so to speak, my, my next question uh, in the previous ones, but how can people, I guess, from your perspective, you know, really they feel overwhelmed, they don't know where to start, you know, embracing more sustainable habits or going more zero waste. Where, where can they start? Obviously by supporting yeah, yeah. you guys, but uh, <laughs> head to zerocode.com.au. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get yourself a box. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a yeah, good I mean, question. A lot, of people, a lot of people ask me this question. Um, and the thing that I always have to say straight up <laughs> off the bat is like, I'm not, I'm so not an expert here. Uh, I'm just an everyday guy. I'm just a regular bloke um, who is, is fuddling his way through trying to get better as a human at this thing. Yeah. You know, um, I still use plastic. I do like, I still, I still like buying a packet of Tim Tams every now and again, and it comes in plastic, you know? Um, I think some of the things I've tried to do is just be a little bit more mindful of the types of plastic that I'm buying and try and minimize it. And, and simple things like, you know, if you're not already using a green bag when you go to the shops, maybe you can try doing that instead of having a plastic bag. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're going out for the day, maybe take a, a, um, a water bottle with you so you don't end up buying a bottle of water from, from the supermarket. Um, I think simple things like that, maybe getting into the habit of if you are using soft plastics, if, if you're a bit of a Tim Tam fiend, um, see if you can, you know, get into a habit of taking that back to Coles or Woolies and putting it in the red cycle bin and getting that recycled. Yeah. I think it's just really simple stuff. Um, and, and just trying to be mindful of just little changes, you know, cause if we all do just a little bit, um, we can have a bigger impact. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Going back to what we were saying earlier, right. It's more important to have a lot of people, millions of people doing it perfectly few little things than nobody yeah, doing yeah. them. So um, yeah. Thanks very much, Mike. That's, that's really very insightful. I, I guess, um, you know, maybe just a couple more questions from my end. If, if our audience would like to support you and your organization, what's, um, how can they reach you? Uh, yeah, sure. So website. Yeah. So our, our website is zeroco.com.au. Great. Um, we, I'm not sure when this podcast will be live in the world, but from about the start of October, we will be delivering um, our full range of personal care and home cleaning products direct to Aussie homes. Yeah. Um, and our, our big audacious goal here is to try and prevent 1 million single-use plastic bottles from ending up in landfill or the ocean in the next 12 months. 
Um, and to do that, we need about 14,000 households to join Zeroco and start using Zeroco products. Yeah. And we're at almost 10,000 already. So um, 4,000 more households jump on board <laughs> and that's a million plastic bottles that won't go into landfill in the next 12 months, which is pretty awesome to think that as a community, um, 14,000 people could have such a big impact. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of, you know, our, um, our audience will be really thrilled to hear about your organization and, um, you know, thanks for sharing all, all this information as well about what you guys are, are doing and all the amazing impact that you're having. Uh, I guess just to conclude, uh, is there anything, you know, anything else that you would like to share with our audience, any particular message? Um, one of the things that I, that I, that I always say to people um, is uh, there's a lot of people that, that like to sit on the fence um, or like to cast judgment or throw stones at other people. Um, and, and I would just like to gently persuade as many people as possible to, to get into the arena, you know, to get dirty and start building solutions and being involved in becoming part of the solution um, and supporting people that are trying to do something good and doing whatever you can in your everyday life to, um, to see the change that we all want in the world. Uh, I think more people doing that will, will live in a better, a better place. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think um, definitely if more people can uh, yeah, be, be the change that you want to see in the world, right? That was the, I think yeah. that's really the punchline. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us today. It's, it's really been great to have you on board. And again, a lot of uh, amazing um, you know, ideas and inspiration for our audience. Really appreciate your time. Awesome. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the talk and got a lot out of it. A big thank you also to our guest speakers. Stay tuned for more sustainable talks and tips. Bye for now.